So the instructions or the rubric, rubrics for this uh, Palm Sunday Mass, yeah, it's very clear. It says uh, a brief homily should take place. Emphasis on brief. Um, and also a period of silence may also be observed. So that's the plan. After a brief homily, we'll observe a brief um, period of silence, maybe one minute. I don't know when the last time is when we intentionally, like during Mass, took time, like quiet, silence, and allowed God to speak to us personally. But I invite you um, at this Mass, Palm Sunday, uh, to allow God to speak to you His personal word to you. What is His will for you? Actually, that's the theme of this homily, which is derived is actually quite clear um, when you look at all the readings obedience to the father's will we could even say that it's loving obedience that's the driving force behind jesus's entry into jerusalem right because jesus he's all-knowing he knows what awaits him in the holy city of Jerusalem, right? his crucifixion, his death, right? his suffering, his passion. Yeah, sure, now the crowds are, are saying Hosanna, which is an expression of, of praise, right? But a week later, they're going to be saying, crucify him, right? It's loving obedience that drives Jesus, that motivates him to enter into Jerusalem. And that's what we commemorate today. Jesus stays the course. He doesn't give in to fear and temptation. And we see his obedience played out most beautifully. He expresses it in his prayer to the Father, right in the garden in Gethsemane. For the gospel, we did the shorter version, but the longer version, before, he prays, Abba, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but your will be done. And also from our second reading, St. Paul says that Christ, he expresses powerfully Christ's great act of obedience that he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. So that's the big question for us entering into Holy Week. What does it take for us disciples to be obedient to God's will? Actually, that could be the question of our entire lives. You know, how can we be obedient to God's will? Right, what he wants for us. Well, for one, we need to be open. Right? And in our first reading, the prophet Isaiah tells us this. It says, he opens my ear that I may hear. We need to be open to hear what it is that God wills for us. Right? Because how can we do it without knowing what it is? I would say on a basic level, and this is the basic rule in the moral life, 
is that God wills us to be good, to do good, and to avoid evil. Sounds simple, but we know how difficult that could be. So he gives us a basic roadmap, right? Basic guidelines to follow in. He gives us that in the Ten Commandments. And then Jesus takes it a step further, right? Sermon on the Mount, he gives us the Beatitudes so that we can be blessed, so that we can be truly happy. And then in addition to that, the church gives us the works of mercy, right? The corporal and spiritual works of mercy. And these things, the Ten Commandments, the Beatitudes, the works of mercy, they're all interwined, right? They help us to love God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and to love our neighbor as ourself. What else does it take? It takes humility, open obedience to God's will. It requires humility. And Jesus himself, the teacher, the divine teacher, he teaches us that through the emptying of himself, right? He takes on our lowly flesh, and he teaches his disciples like what it means to be humble, to lower yourself, to serve others, right? Think about the washing of the feet right at the Last Supper, right? He did something that at that time not even a slave would do, right? It was thought of something so low, and yet he gets on his knees and he washes the disciples' feet, and then, of course, the ultimate act of humility, the sacrifice, ultimate sacrifice, ultimate act of love, death on a cross. Dear friends, as we enter into this great and holy week, let's ask for the grace to follow Christ's example of humble obedience to the Father's will.